Hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live. Something just fell. Welcome to Real Brave Live. My name is Dan, and uh, that is Kevin, and we're here today to talk to you about uh, Halloween, which is going to be fun. Apparently, it's this weekend. Uh, is it canceled? Uh, canceled or not? And uh, maybe a, maybe a little guest appearance. And uh, the the five best, or maybe ten best, Halloween songs in the history of mankind. Take it away, Kevin. Uh, Alright, so for today's show we, we do have a musical guest as part of the, the Real Brave family. We have some people here that will, uh, will help us figure out all this stuff that I just said. And how you doing there, Kevin? I'm, I'm good, Dan. Thanks yeah. so much for asking. Alright, that's your, that's, your, that's your camera. Camera, camera, camera man. Are we camera actually live? Person. Oh yeah. See. You can also monitor comments. Oh, you can. <laughs> comments. Now, now you're thinking that people are watching, which I we didn't we didn't actually um, anticipate. Ask. Yeah, we didn't anticipate that we were watching. Uh, so, are you going anywhere this weekend for Halloween? It's it's regularly a, a kids' holiday. Kids go out and they trick or treat. Yes. Uh, any plans? Uh, well, uh, think, yes. Uh, funny that you should mention that. Uh, I do have plans on Halloween morning. So, Halloween this year is, uh, it's, it's weird. It's a weird year. It's a weird year. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff happening. Weird. Um, that are weird and dangerous. You can combine both words that it's weird. It, it's, it's hollow weird. That's right. But, um, so... You know, many people are concerned about the safety of, you know, going from house to house, uh, possibly transmitting uh, disease or misinformation. And what we've done in Oakland, the Oakland Public Events Committee, uh, they've pulled together, they've, they've met for the first time since February, and they, they pulled together and have organized Oakland's annual Trunk or Treat uh, Festival, festivity, Halloween day. Party time in Excellent. Oakland, California. Oakland, California. Um, downtown Oakland. It's, uh, it's going to be a scene. No, Oakland, New Jersey. Um, and what is a trunk or treat? You might be asking. Thanks. Everybody's asking. Thanks for asking. A trunk or treat is like a trick or treat, but instead of houses, it's cars. And instead of uh, uh, going to houses, you're going from cars. So it's a bunch of cars that are lined up. Actually, in our case, it's going to be a bunch of classic cars. So if you're an enthusiast of those old model Fords, or <laughs> model Chevy's, T's, model T's, no, and model T's like the early 20th century. Do you have the, a car? I don't. I don't have a car. Do you know what an oil change is? Uh, like canola oil. Yes. I switched it out recently for pecan oil. It's much lower in saturated fats and cholesterol. Runs much leaner. Yes. But, um, but the classic cars, I don't know what kinds they are. Sure. They'll be there. And they'll be uh, people handing candy out from a safe distance with gloves and everything to mm -hmm. the trick-or-treaters who will be showing up in full costume, masks included, either costume mask or medical right. masks, um, socially distanced. And I will be there, but not as a classic car owner or uh, trick-or-treater. I will be there uh, representing the fine folks of Real Brave, along with other Real Bravers, um, uh, providing live 
music for the first time in since the dawn of mankind. Since 2020. It's forever. It's yeah. been a long time. It, it feels like forever. So now that we know what Truck or Treat is, yes. uh, this weekend a, a lot of people are wondering, um, will you be able to go out and trick or treat? Well, the answer is probably no, and that's not my fault. I'm just, uh, I'm just the messenger. So right. Don't shoot me, literally, please. I'll be thinking of you when I'm stuck home, not getting candy. <laughs> What would be your favorite uh, candy before we go into the musical aspect of this? Thank you for asking. My favorite candy is Reese's Cups. I've recently uh, kind of spread out a little bit. So I was into the regular Reese's Cups. My favorite. But. We must be co-workers. I moved to the Reese's Cup minis. They come in a bag. and They're, they're the unwrapped ones. Oh. But then I was at uh, ShopRite the other day. And they have Reese's Cup bars. It's like a Hershey's bar. Uh-huh. Except it's like stuffed with peanut butter and that has been the most efficient way for me to fill my face with peanut butter and chocolate yeah it's a marriage of deliciousness I'm peanut butter peanut, peanut butter and chocolate for sure um yeah so that brings me to the music of halloween yes and the how uh, <laughs> the what how how does that bring you because <laughs> i don't know <laughs> two things so um music in Halloween is 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 like a a, a two bearded dragon slayer. No, it's two parts. It's um, the music in movies. If you're if you're at home watching movies and you're deathly afraid, by the way, Hereditary, frightening. Have you seen that movie? Her hereditary. Hereditary. No. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. If you're watching a movie and you're in that scene where something awful is happening, no matter what type of horror movie it is, it's probably a combination of the cinematography, 33%, the acting, maybe, and... <laughs> seen some horrendous acting. Maybe 10%. Some terrifying acting. And then the rest of that is the music, 100%. So you were just playing, I heard, uh, with a student, one of the most famous horror movie songs, probably, or, or themes of all time. The Harry Potter theme. The Harry Potter theme, and uh, the music for Frozen. Yes. Um, uh, Frozen one Disgustingly was... scary, that movie. That movie. I almost did. Oh, you blew it! You blew it! <laughs> I did blow it, but yes, we were. I, uh, I did have a student who was very interested in learning that song, and he's a very young, very young student. I wonder if you've seen if he's seen Halloween, the original, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, the Michael original Myers. Michael Myers, that not Mike a... Myers. Mike Myers. That's uh, that's a different. Different person. Different movie. Hard, it's a tragedy that they are both related. Party time exit. Uh, who wrote that song? I don't know. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know something. Oh. Well, John Carpenter did the music for most movies that he did. And who is the director of um, that movie? Oh, I also don't know. <laughs> uh, now I'm second-guessing myself. I have to check. While you look it up, I've prepared a joke. Yes. About Halloween. What's the joke, Kevin? What is? Uh, yes, it's John Carpenter. I don't know why I was second guessing myself. John, John Carpenter. 
Uh, I ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> John Carpenter is the composer. John Carpenter directed the movie, but before we get to the composer, what were you going to say? What is a skeleton's favorite instrument? What? It's the trombone. But he is he is stage fright. Doesn't have the guts to perform. He doesn't have the guts. So I'm looking for a laughing emoji. It's not coming up. I'm sorry. It's probably because it's not up yet. I can do it. <laughs> yes. You just like the your own show. I sure did. Okay. <laughs> so getting back to Halloween, the music, uh, John Carpenter, historically, and please correct me because. We do need fact-checking at times. But I just wanted to make sure before I said this. I knew this. John Carpenter wrote um, the music, too. Okay. He's the director of it. And he's wrote a lot of the music. Like, you know, like that synth type of... Have you ever seen any of his movies? Like The Thing? Mm. Uh, the Fog. Have you seen The, the Fog? I've not seen The Fog. I've seen The Mist. The Mist is Stephen King. Right. Different. The fog but is... But wait, wait, it's like the same thing. No, it's not. It's not the same. Well, it's not the same thing. Kind of... I guess Mist is more of like a thicker precipitation. That's such an awful movie. That's, I... a, that's a tough movie. It, the ending is really tough. Yeah, I'm not that's gonna tough. spoil it for anybody. Don't. Read the book. The book is really good. Sure. Uh, that's a rough ending, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're at home... And you and you want to watch an ending, just a mean spirited ending, just like really bad. <laughs> just like you'll feel not good about it. You're not gonna feel it. So that's the other thing with horror movies is that like the music, the story like is will conjure up the and the acting will conjure up the bad feelings, but like the music has a huge part in that. So when I hear John Carpenter's, uh, you know, when that's done in a really high, uh, a really high pitch too. Is that the right pitch? No, it would be. An octave higher, which I don't think even. There it is, and it's done like that on purpose. Very shrill yes. on a piano. Hey, have you ever noticed how spiders always like? No. You never noticed spiders always being like on the guitar? Just imagine a room full of spiders. No. No. Viewers know what I'm talking about. What's the point of that? You're watching a horror movie and something oh, okay. with like lots of legs is coming at you and it's that yes, it's that high pitch, high frequency, very dissonant sound. And yeah, arachnophobia. Yeah, I can actually. Um, I actually have arachnophobia. Do you really? Yeah. The day I decided to move out of my mom's house was the same day that a spider was crawling on me because uh, I, I lived in her basement. I don't anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I just felt something on my hair, and it was that sound, and I freaked out, and I started looking for an apartment. Um, <laughs> but the Halloween theme, interesting, we bring up its uh, compositional aspects, which make it creepy. Why, is it, why do you think it makes it creepy if we're going to talk about the compositional aspects, which is a mouthful of words? So it's, it's in 5-4 time. Interesting. So, 5 4 time uh, for the layman, most music is 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, or like a waltz. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2. 
it's rare in the popular music idiom to have one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. It's not entirely out of the question. Uh, take five by um, Dave Brubeck. Um, uh, there are others. Uh, uh, Radiohead has uh, a version of Morning Bell in 5-4 time. Interesting. Um, but 5-4 time, it, it's, it's an odd meter. It's what we would call an odd meter. And human beings, by nature, we're very comfortable in three or four or multiples of three or four. That's like our heart can be set to that, our pulse can be set to it. Like, it, like we're comfortable there. But when you throw that extra beat in, it throws off you know, the nature of, you know, being accustomed to groups of two or four, and it throws off the nurture of years of just four beats in popular music. So when you hear one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, just on a subconscious level, it makes you a little bit on edge. A little bit on edge, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll count it out. It's one, two, uh, one, two, uh, it's hard to count play. I don't like the count play. Definitely don't do that. Painful. It's one, two, three, four, five, one. Um, it, it makes the listener on a subconscious level feel very much on edge. Same compositional technique was used in the intro song to um, Mission Impossible. Same same thing. So does that go for all odd time though? Because not no but see alright. There's the odd time. Mm -hmm. And you can answer my question in a second. In a second. But there's also the, the 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 choice of notes that are being played together. Yeah. Your minor seconds. Yeah. Right. Jaws. Yes. Yes. So to answer your first question, no, not all odd time signatures make you feel like uneasy. Right. Pink Floyd, for example. Bum bum ba dum. Four, five, six, seven, one, two. It's a seven four. Um, Dave Brubeck's Take 5. Nobody knows Dave um, It, it kind of grooves very easily. Yeah. Even Radiohead's uh, Morning Bell. It, it's got like, it doesn't, it, it's a little off-putting because uh -huh. it's Radiohead and it's Tom York, but it's still something that's, um, it, can, it can be made to groove. What the uh, Halloween theme does is it combines that odd time signature with some really weird uh, harmonic um, dissonance. Uh, by which uh, I'm talking about the, the notes themselves. Um, it starts out what you would imagine to be in like a minor, in like an F sharp minor. You have a C sharp, you have an F sharp, and you have an F. The bass moves from, I'm sorry, from F sharp, bass moves from F sharp to A, and then it suddenly moves up to B. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry, suddenly moves up to A sharp, uh, which is the major third. Uh, in doing that, are you following along at home? It sort of modulates by a half step. That minor second you were talking about, the Jaws? Yeah. That's what's happening here. Uh, and it's combining that major and minor aspects, but also... That's a half step. Is that a half step down key change? Yes. So the, the bass is moving up a half step. The the treble is moving down a half step, and they're not even really converging on a very uh, uh, stable. And they do it again, right? Does they do it again? Does they go? The whole thing moves down, and the way it moves down, this is cool too. It moves down by a tritone. 
interval of a, of a flat five, um, so much can be said about it. I will say that on a physical <laughs> level, on a neurophysical level, the interference pattern that's created by the sound waves interacting in your brain of this just make you feel uh, insane. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah dissonance cognitively that, that happens there. So for me, the, the two of us are different in this way. For me, I hear that and I just feel insane. But you have a wonderful explanation for it. Yeah, it's it's that's a car horn, that's an alarm clock, that's a train whistle, and the reason those those devices use that interval is because it makes you look up and go, oh, yeah, what's going on? It's hell on earth. It is. Um, which leads us to the the top seven, according to Billboard magazine, Halloween songs of all time. Mr. Board. Mr. Board. Billboard. Billboard is uh, born and raised She's in New York City. Yes. Uh, the, the loving son of Mr. and Mrs. Board. It's a PhD, actually. And it's um, an honorary. Dr. William Board, Esquire. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I, I picked because the whole. Th All right, I'm not even going to do this, like the way I was going to do it in the beginning. I'm going to start with this. I started with seven because number ten, nine, and eight were ridiculous. Okay. So I decided let's start with seven. Yeah. Because seven is a lot of fun. So the, of course, number seven <laughs> is uh, somebody's watching me by Rockwell. Oh, somebody's watching me. I, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah, that's it. And I got no privacy. Oh, whoa. Thank you. So that, to me, is fun. Michael Jackson, Rockwell. Rockwell, of course, of Rockwell. Um, number six, this is where they start to lose me. I'm sorry. Can, can, can I jump in one second? Oh, you're jumping in, folks. About, about Rockwell. Rockwell is, I think, Barry Gordy's nephew, and to me, I don't think Michael Jackson would have sang on that song if Rockwell wasn't Barry Gordy's nephew or son or some direct relation to him. Personally, I feel like he wouldn't have. Who's Barry Gordy? Is there any relation to Norman Rockwell? No. Nope. Painter. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Barry Gordy is the founder of Motown Records, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if anyone. That's a little tidbit that I did not know. Neat. You didn't know that one? I did not know that. It's great and to that's learn. okay. It's great to learn. It is. It's good to learn. Because knowledge is power. Knowledge bombs, as they say. Number six, this? this is where they lose me a little bit, because um, I think this should be further up, one, two, three, four, is um, This is Halloween by Danny Elfman from A Nightmare um, Before Halloween. Christmas. This is Halloween, which is not a Halloween movie, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm. I, would, I would make the argument that it doesn't belong on this list, period. This is a really good point. I wish I wish thought of that. It takes place during the time of Halloween, but the general theme around the movie is Christmas, so I will, I'll, I'll agree. Okay, fine. Uh, number five, they completely lost me. Uh, the Monster, Eminem featuring Rihanna. Rihanna. The Monster Mash? No, the Monster. The, 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 the Marsh I believe that song is, is about domestic violence. Isn't that a movie with, um, what's her name and what's her name? Naomi Watts and nope. uh, I don't know Monster maybe Monster George is George is not here he's thinking about grooves <laughs> so they lost me on that one and I, again we need some fact checking on that if you're watching which you're probably not Eminem is like down here in my book okay what'd you say George says how much he loves Eminem the candy the candy which you can get fun size packs of that's the size of fun candy slime. Which leads us to, um, of course, number four, 
spoiler, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr., yes. which George and I were talking about before, um, should never have happened. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry what? It should never have happened. They should, he should have been sued out of existence. Yeah. How? Because it's a, a Huey Lewis in the News ripoff. Yeah. What Huey Lewis song? I it's don't three know. chords. No, it's the way that he did it. Hip to be square? Yeah, it's like hip to be square. One of, one of the Huey Lewis in the News songs, he totally ripped yeah. it off. Same song. It's three chords. It's a one flat seven four. There's yeah, but so many songs. Listen that's, to the that's way. Sweet Home Alabama. No, you can't. So for viewers at home, you can't copyright a chord progression. But the essence, the manner in which it's used, and of course, the way it's recorded. Yeah, you can totally copyright that because it's the of the way it's put together. It's the recipe. It's everything. So if you listen to the Huey Lewis and the News song that I'm talking about, then you'll know what I'm saying. That's uh, that's number four, Quattro. Ah, that's a Huey Lewis in the News album. Four. That's why George. That Harrison, is. That's why George Harrison a Huey got sued Lewis. and what? lost. You know that George Harrison got sued and lost, right? What? George Harrison got sued and lost for My Sweet Lord. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because. Why? Because of the chord progression? Yeah. Because it was. You can't copyright his chord The people who wrote. He's so fine. Yeah. Soul tune. Said that was their song. They lost or he lost? He lost. He lost. You're George kidding lost. me. Yeah, but see that the thing yep. is, is that you're right. You can't copyright chords, but it's kind of like the whole thing that happened with Marvin Gaye's estate and Robin Thicke when he released Blurred Lines. Okay. And take Same the entire thing. beat. Yeah. So I mean, he copped that. He copped that leg for sure. This is a whole that warrants another episode. I think. It might. It might. Yeah, keep moving. Very number three, Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Yep. Um, Oops. It's not the Eminem version. This this kills me. So this is specifically to Billboard. I hope you stop writing articles and that your whole website explodes. Wow. Number two is Demons by Imagine Dragons. Oh. Ugh. No. How is that a Halloween song? There's no, there's no relevance to Halloween at all. He's, he's talking about the demons inside. It is. His brain, you... News fakers. It's not like the demons. Not like the demons in his closet or under his bed or anything. No. Like, uh, and nobody's watching him, and he, he's not. It's not the Nightmare Before Christmas, and this is this is silly. Somebody needs to to, uh, to somebody got paid basically. And what's number one? Thriller. It's probably thriller. thriller. What's what's number one? Thriller by Michael Jackson. Thriller. 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 You've guessed it right, folks. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Well, we prepared uh, one of these songs. No, yeah. actually, sorry, we didn't prepare. We. Why would you prepare? No, we we. This was a, uh, two hours ago. We were like, hey, you want to do this thing? Now we're gonna do a thing. Okay. That's like semi-prepare. I mean, we're, I mean, you let us know what was going on, so I count that as prepared. We're all semi-professional musicians. Well, we have prepared a little something for you, a little treat. With the uh, the wonderful people that work here, uh, we got George, yeah. we got Kevin, we got Mike, and um, they're gonna hop on the old instruments over there while I uh, while I talk your face off for a second. Can oh, I, face can, off! Can I can I can I, I can I can I say something one second? The yeah. song the song Monster Mash uh -huh. is not 
So when we hear the song Monster Mash, we're hearing the song about a song called the Monster Mash or a dance called the It's the Mash. It's the Monster Mash. Nobody really knows what the Monster Mash is because they don't say it. They only say that they did it. So we're all listening to something that we don't 100% know what it is. I had an idea for a Halloween-themed restaurant, and the Monster Mash is a mashed potato dish that it's five pounds, and if you can finish the whole thing, it's free. <laughs> if, if you can finish it, Frankenstein comes out and... I would say finish it, you explode, but okay. Uh, what do you guys call today? Oh, I hate I hate flat wound strings. The, we the, call ourselves I hate flat wound strings. The George the George Schaefer <laughs> two three George Schaefer three. <laughs> I hate flat round strings. <laughs> I like that. Better. Kevin Kevin knows. Well, don't you like the blues? I love flat wound strings. What? No, I have the blues. I don't like them. Yeah, well, that's what everybody in blues uses. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got George out of surgery. He's here. Um, just got out of surgery. Uh, guys here, and uh, the, the oh, George, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the George Schaefer Three. Go ahead back there. Warm up, Jason. Hey, we're goofing around. We're playing the Monster Mash. Oh no, we're playing Ghostbusters. What tone should I use? That that one's fine. This blues. Okay. Am I? He's not Reach, that's the mic, yeah. Who, who, can I move it or not? Yes, you can. You're going to have to move in a layer. Hey, hey, who tuned this drum? Mickey Mouse? I did. Ha ha! Ha ha! You tuned this drum? Let me be uh, Steve Martin of My Blue Heaven. Alright, go Eight. Friday or Saturday. Mm -mm. 
Oh yeah, so uh, Mike will be joining us at the uh, Trunk or Treat um, yeah. along with our student ambassador band. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, thanks George. Thank you George. Enjoy your lesson. Um, it's, a, it's a group of students that we have here who uh, have exceeded so well at their craft. They've formed together as a band and we do uh, public events in Oakland. We've done uh, the, um, the, the fundraiser for After School Rocks. We did, uh, they helped me with a uh, personal project for William Fat. The, the, yeah, we did Brave Side of the Moon. Uh, oh, good man. stuff. It's, it was a lot of fun. So they'll be there and as well as Wishbone. If you don't know who Wishbone is, Wishbone is a group of our instructors here in New Jersey. They've got the band. It's yep. called Wishbone. Look them up on Spotify. They just released a new album, self-titled Wishbone. Um, they'll, they'll be playing as well. And really good, fun, good soul rock. Great musicians. William Patterson, right? Yep. Grads. Uh, we, we, most of what we would do on a normal basis, pre-COVID, we would uh, perform a lot. We've transformed this room into more of a video warehouse. We've got cameras everywhere. But yeah, we're going to get back to it soon. I mean, we're doing this safe. We're all six feet apart. And, you know, we've got these crazy uh, filters on our HVAC. But um, personally, I'm looking forward to some more music. Yes. You know, I miss it. It's, I hate, I, I, you know, I even want to say this. I miss the concerts. I miss the concerts here. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I dare to say. Uh, not, you know, you, uh, we both obviously, know, um, our students are like, they're begging you. Like, I know. When can we get back on stage? And it's like, oh, when? It's going to take time. When we feel we've, safe about it. We've got a long slog ahead of us, but it's things like this that we hope will, um, will make your day. Do you have a, you have a suit now, eh? No. No? No. Well, I got no more content. Yeah. I got to eat some chicken. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for your time spending your day with us. Uh, there's... Newsflash, much more of this coming. Uh, in November, we're doing um, on-the-spot teaching every single instrument. We'll be coming to you live uh, with different, wonderful, really talented people that are going to teach you their instrument of choice using their knowledge bombs in uh, teaching you everything. And uh, that stuff, you can catch that here. I'll be going into practice pad. It'll be, we'll be doing a lot of that. We are officially a software company. Yeah, 100%. Even though we teach lessons, you've got to see Practice Pad. It is a wonderful, beautiful, amazing, incredible. Uh, what other words can I use? Uh, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Innovative. Uh, convenient. Uh, fun. Gamified. Uh, ex explosion. Explosion. Extreme. Uh, flavor blast. Flavor blast. What are we talking about? Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> Praxpad is a flavor blast of music, folks. Thank you for your time today, and uh, we'll see you again right here, 6 o'clock next Wednesday, but look out for more live content coming to you soon. Great.